Hello and welcome to The Great Gildersleeve from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Kraft presents The Great Gildersleeve. <laughs> Kraft Company will also bring you the Kraft Music Hall every Thursday night present Hal Perry as The Great Gildersleeve, written by John Wheaton and Sam Moore. We'll hear from the great Gildersleeve in just a moment. Let's for a minute look in on a typical American family at breakfast time. Johnny rubs his sleepy eyes. Dad's kind of grumpy, thinking of that hard day's work ahead. But Mom knows how to make their eyes pop open. She's whipping up a batter for pancakes, and soon we'll flip them piping hot off the griddle. She knows, too, what it takes to make those golden brown griddle cakes taste extra good. It's parquet margarine. And, of course, if you need syrup or honey, too, but with parquet margarine for a spread, those pancakes are sure to hit the spot. Yes, this craft quality margarine really satisfies. As for energy, well, parquet margarine is one of the best energy foods you can eat at every meal. What's more, every pound of parquet contains 9,000 units of important vitamin A. So to start your day with a bang and end it with a smile, eat plenty of delicious, nourishing parquet. Tomorrow, buy Parquet, P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine, made by Kraft. Now, let's join the great Gildersleeve and see what's going on in his busy little household. Leroy, it seems, is indisposed. Nothing serious, you understand. It uh, came over him rather suddenly yesterday morning just before school when he glanced out of the window and saw a few snowflakes fluttering down. Oh, boy, snow. Well, I'm off, Leroy. You feed the puppy? Yeah. Say, Unc, I don't know if I ought to go to school today. I've got a kind of a funny feeling. Oh, what kind of feeling? Does your head ache? Yeah. Well, not my head exactly. Oh, your stomach? Yeah. Well, it's not exactly my stomach. It's sort of all over, sort of. Oh. Well, in that case, you better stay home, Leroy. Bertie, keep an eye on the boy, will you? I've got to go down to the office. I'll do that, Mr. Gilsey. Yeah, call Dr. Pettibone if he shows any symptoms. Oh, she won't need to do that. I think if I just take it easy. Oh, boy, now it's really beginning to snow. Well, it snowed all day and it snowed all night. Now it's Saturday morning, and for the first time, Leroy realizes that he's made a tactical error. Oh, well, can't I go out, please? No, my boy. If you weren't well enough to go to school yesterday, you're certainly not well enough to go out in the snow today. But I told you, Uncle, I feel fine now. Honest, I feel fine. Uh, remarkable recovery. One of the most remarkable in the annals of medicine. But we're taking no chances, my boy. You'll stay in the house today. Oh, Mr. Gilsey, a little bit of snow ain't going to... No, Bertie. Yes, sir. Gosh. Never you mind, Leroy. I'm making some applesauce this morning. Thanks, Bertie. Gosh, look at all the fellas out there having some fun in the snow. Sure looks like fun, all right. Yep, I bet they're certainly having fun. Stop licking the window pane, Leroy. <laughs> I'm not licking it. Well, stop rubbing your nose on it. Bertie, just wash those windows. Gosh, can't even look out the window. Can't even watch the fellas having fun. Yes, yes. Yep. Sure looks like fun, all right. 
It sure looks like fun. Leroy, I'm trying to read the newspaper. For heaven's sake, go and do something. What? What is that to do, Uncle? Anything. Go play with your puppy. I played with him. Go play with him some more. He doesn't want to. All he wants to do is go out and play in the snow, like other dogs. The poor little pooch. Well, let him. Oh, he didn't go without me. He's a one-man dog. <laughs> Mr. Gilsley, we're going to have to do something about shoveling away that snow. When I came to look for the milk bottle this morning, it's bad clean out of sight. Yes, I'll have to do something about that. Remind me, will you, Bertie? Keep on snowing like this, we won't be snowed in. If it snows all weekend, maybe I won't be able to get to school even. That'd be terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Well, here comes Sleeping Beauty. Good morning, one and all. Unky darling, brother dear. Bertie, your ladyship is bound. Now, Leroy. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but names will never hurt me. <gasps> Has anyone looked out the window? It's as if the whole world were blanketed in snow. It is. And right outside the window, there's the most gorgeous icicle. <gasps> it hangs there poised like some great crystal dagger. Looks more like a frozen carrot. <laughs> oh, I love winter with its ice and snow and the wind whistling in the east. Marjorie, if I could trouble you to come down to Earth for a moment. Yes? I'm not going to ask what time you came in last night. I know. But I would like to ask. Oh, now, Auntie, darling, you're not going to be cross. Confounded, I am cross. Leroy goes to school when he pleases. You come down to breakfast when you please. Is that any way to run a household? How do you expect Bertie to do her work? Oh, I don't care, Mr. Gilfleet. Well, you should care, Bertie. You should care. Yes, sir, I'll care. <laughs> now, Uncle Lloyd, don't you get so excited. Uh-oh. I was late last night because we had a reading of our play, and we stopped to talk about it afterwards. Play? And I slept late because we're having a rehearsal this morning, and I'd like to be at my bed. Hey, there goes Mrs. Ransom. Well, what of it? Nothing. Just there she goes. You haven't been seeing much of her lately, have you, Uncle Moore? I've been busy. And don't try to change the subject. We have breakfast in this don't house. Don't you try to change the subject. What happened between you and Mrs. Ransom? For that matter, what happened between you and Miss Goodwin? Has she passed you up, too? I told you I've been busy. And don't be impertinent. I'm not being impertinent, Uncle Moore. I'm worried about you. Well, I'm glad somebody thinks about me. You've been so cross lately and so touchy. What's the matter, Uncle Moore? You can tell me. Nothing. You think I'm getting old, my dear? <laughs> old? I never think of you as any age. You're just my Uncle Mort. Well, well, doggone it, when a man has two ladies walk out on him in one evening, he begins to think he must be slipping or something. You mean Mrs. Ransom and Miss Goodwin? They did that to you? I'm not mentioning any names, but neither of them has spoken to me since. <laughs> Not since that night Miss Goodwin came to dinner. Well, then you must have done something to offend them. Not a thing. So help me, not one thing. Well, whatever it was, I don't think the thing to do about it is go off in a corner and sulk. I'm not sulky. I just... Uh, well, what should I do? Well, make some little gesture in their direction. Oh? You know the kind of thing women like. Some little attention, some... Some thoughtful little gesture. Oh. <laughs> thoughtful little gesture. Well, I've got to be getting to rehearsal. Uh, you don't happen to be driving down to the office, I suppose. No, I'm not going to the office today. I thought I'd make this Saturday an exception. An exception, he says. I have to stay home and shovel off the sidewalk. And you, young man. Looks like you better get started, Mr. Gilsey. I opened the back door just now, and a whole snowdrift fell in the kitchen. Yeah, we'll have to do something about that. Remind me, will you, Bertie? 
I'm reminding you. Oh. <laughs> what a character. Leroy. Leroy. Come here, my boy. What do you want? Leroy, I feel that I've punished you enough. I'm going to let you go outdoors. What's the hitch? Out in the corner of the garage, you will find the snow shovel. I know it. Yeah. Now, let me see. Some thoughtful little gesture. Ooh. I'll go, Miss Steele, please. Thank you, Bertie. Ah, good afternoon, Bertie. Mr. Gillis leave at home? Oh, yes, he is, Judge. He's so glad to see you. He's been sitting here all day long just twiddling his thumb. Well, hello, Gildy. The idea of sitting around the house on a beautiful day like this. Finest fall of snow we've had in years. I haven't just been sitting around, Judge. Some of us have work to do. Yeah, some of us go down to our offices and do it. <laughs> you haven't even shoveled the snow off your wall. No, but Leroy has. That's what you think. What? You mean to say that... Darn that kid. Oh, now, don't be hard on him, Throckmorton. This is no day for a kid to be working. Kids have to take advantage of a snow like this. So should we. What are you talking about? I got a great idea, Gildy. Let's organize a sleigh ride party. You must be getting into your second childhood, Hooker. Now, listen, there's nothing childish about a sleigh ride, Gildy. Not if it's organized right. Uh... Get a sleigh somewhere and a horse, some straw to sit on. Straw? I can feel myself itching already. Now, wait a minute. Just imagine the sleigh gliding along in the moonlight, bells jingling on the horse, and you and me sitting there snug in the back with a couple of nice girls. Yeah. <laughs> well, I see what you mean, Horace. Yeah, I thought you'd see the light. Yes. Say, Horace, you may have a very good idea there. And I think I know where I can get a couple of girls. Well, I was hoping you would, Gildy. Anybody I know? Eve and Leela. As a matter of fact, I've been meaning to do something for them. Yes. A sleigh ride party would be a very thoughtful little gesture. They'd love it. If I ask them, they will. But where the dickens can we find a sleigh? I haven't seen one around here in years. Oh, don't worry about that. You know Floyd Munson's brother, Otis? Sure. He's got an old sleigh out of his place. I'm sure Floyd could fix it for us. Uh, would that mean we'd have to take Floyd along? Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Floyd's not a bad fellow, of course, and pretty good barber. But the girls might think he was, uh, well, you know. Maybe if we talked to him, we could tell him to watch his step a little, mind his P's and Q's. If he tried to act high-toned, he'd be even worse. Well, he'd get to feeling comfortable pretty soon. Yeah, then we'd have to watch out. If he ever got started on one of his barbershop stories, oh, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Say, here's an idea, Gildy. Uh? What if we just ask to borrow the sleigh and don't tell Floyd what we want it for? I'm afraid you don't know Floyd. Most barbers are inquisitive, but Floyd is downright snoopy. Yeah. yeah, I guess he'd have to know all about it. Still, that's the only sleigh around here that I know of. What are we going to do? We could just go to Floyd's brother and rent the sleigh. Oh, that'd cost money. Uh, uh. I'll tell you what we can do. We can get up a whole gang to go along. Then Floyd won't be so noticeable. Get Peavy and a pet bone. We don't want too many. No, just enough to drown out Floyd. <laughs> That's a big order, Horace. But let's try it that way. Okay, I'll go and see Floyd right away. But the important thing is to get Eve and Leela. Don't worry about them, Judge. You deliver the sleigh, and Gildersleeve will deliver the ladies. <laughs> I 
How about it, Floyd? Won't be any trouble at all, boys. Otis don't use the horse at night, and I know he'd just as soon leave us have her. Uh, her? She's a mare. Uh-huh. Answers to the name of Nellie. Well, I won't say she answers to it. She's a little hard of hearing. Uh-huh. Now, Floyd, we don't want a broken-down old nag pulling us around. Nellie's all right. She's getting old, but she's still got her own teeth. If she can do farm work, I guess she can pull around the sleigh for a few hours. Why, sure. And you don't have to worry about the sleigh, either. Big and comfortable. My cousin Earl and I used it one night about six years ago. Remember the night the circus got stranded here? Yeah. Well, Earl and I got hold of two lady bareback riders, and we had a wonderful sleigh ride. <laughs> you got a girl for me, Mr. Gildersleeve? Well, I wanted to talk to you about that, Floyd. I'm, I'm bringing some girls, but they're not bareback riders. Well, we can't all be lucky. <laughs> There's nothing the matter with these girls, confounded. I didn't say there was anything the matter with them, Commissioner. Keep your shirt on. The thing about these girls is they, well, are kind of high class. Oh, refined. I get you. Well, I know how to act with nice girls. Glad you tipped me off, though. Now, look here, Floyd. We're letting you in on a nice little party, and we expect you to behave yourself. I'll behave, Judge. There's women in my shop almost every day, and I very seldom make a slip. Yeah, well, we can't afford any slips tonight. I'm giving you a chance to meet some real ladies. I don't want you to ruin it. How could I ruin it? By behaving like a crude barbershop cowboy. Now, Commissioner, I think that's going a little far. Ugh. After all, I'm getting a sleigh for you, ain't I? Yes, Floyd. Then let's be reasonable, huh, Judge? Live and let live. I think Floyd understands now, Gildy. Sure I do. All right. I'll get the girls. We'll go on the sleigh ride. But if you get out of line just once, Floyd, I'll cut my own hair from now on. We'll air up the great Gildersleeve in just a few seconds. You know, bread is a mighty important food, especially the new enriched bread your grocer's selling now. But after all, to make bread a treat to eat, you need a good-tasting spread to go along with it. And that leads us right to parquet margarine. For this wholesome, nutritious spread really is delicious on bread, toast, and rolls. Parquet's fine flavor is something you'll want to tell your friends about. It's so delicate and appetizing. In fact, parquet is a favorite spread for bread in millions of American homes. And it's such a splendid energy food, too. Nutrition experts agree it's one of the very best you can include in your daily diet. And uh, speaking of good nutrition, just listen to this. Every single pound of parquet margarine is fortified with no less than 9,000 units of important vitamin A. So tomorrow when you're shopping, be sure to ask for delicious, nourishing parquet. That's P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine made by Kraft. Back to Summerfield in the Great Gildersleeve. And along about 8 o'clock, a beautiful moon came up back of the old tack factory. It's a perfect night for a sleigh ride, and that's where we find Gildersleeve and his companions, Floyd the Barber and Judge Hooker, bundled up in mufflers, mittens, and earmuffs, and ready for come what may. Gildersleeve and the judge squat on the straw piled in the sleigh while Floyd is up front handling the rain. Come on, Nellie. We'll stop at the drugstore first, Floyd, and pick up the girls afterwards. Okay. Gad, what a beautiful night. Moon and everything. We were sailing along on moonlight. No, no, Judge, no. You can oh, hear the voices singing. Oh, oh. Go on home, beat it. You, have you better stop, Judge. You'll wake up the whole town. Hey, you're getting Nellie nervous, too. 
Well, if you're worried, Floyd, let me take the reins. I've handled high-spirited horses in my time. Nellie ain't high-spirited. I'm just worried you'll break what spirit she's got. <laughs> Come on, girl. How about letting me take over for a while, Floyd? Not a chance, Mr. Gildersleeve. I'm responsible for this ring, and I'm driving her. Whoa, whoa, gal. Whoa, Nellie. Uh, Has light you still on? Yeah, he's just closing up. Come on, Jack. Get your things on. You're coming with us. We're going yeah. sleigh ride. Sleigh ride? Yep, right outside there. Come on. Come on, the beautiful moonlight night no, no. with a couple of ladies. <laughs> yes, sir. Miss Goodwin and Mrs. Ransom. Yeah, a couple of pizzerinos. <laughs> no, I, I'm afraid I couldn't, gentlemen. I wish I'd known about this earlier. Yeah. Well, nobody knew about it. We just did it on the spur of the moment, Peavy. We're going to go around and surprise everybody. Come on. No, I, I'm afraid I couldn't. You see, Mrs. Peavy. Bring her along. Sure, glad to have her. Make it all the merrier. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you see, when I left home this morning, Mrs. Peavy had a sniffle. Oh, that's too bad. Yes, I left her with instructions to take a glass full of hot lemonade mixed with bicarbonate soda. But if I know her, she didn't take it. And I do, so she didn't. If you ask me, the best way to treat a cold is to let it alone. And the best you can do for Mrs. Peavy is to let her alone. Sure. Come on, Peavy. She'll never miss you. Well, uh, I'd like to, gentlemen. I'd certainly like to. But I, I couldn't think of leaving Mrs. Peavy at home alone. I, I really couldn't. Yeah, that's the way you feel. Well, I'll tell you what I will do. What? I'll let you gentlemen drive me home, if you will. Oh, but Peavy, we're not going in that direction. We were going to pick up Miss Goodwin first, then Mrs. Ransom, and then drive out around the reservoir and back. Well, Mr. Gildersleeve, if you take me home the long way, I can't help that, can I? Phoebe, <laughs> <laughs> you're a very sneaky fellow. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Come on. Here we go. White cottage there. That's it. Whoa, Nellie. Whoa. <laughs> Just remember, no remarks. I wasn't brought up in no barn, you know. Well, all right. Just the same. No remarks. Well, I'll go and get her. Excuse me, Peavy. Huh? That's all right. You know what I'm Want me to come with you, Gildy? No, I prefer to handle this alone, if you don't mind, Judge. Yes, we aren't good enough for you. Oh, what a night. Eve will love this. Reminder of old times. Those old New England winters. <laughs> Wish I could shake those old goats. Oh, well. Yes? It's me, Eve. I mean, I. Oh, it's Mr. Gildersleeve. I didn't recognize you. Perhaps it's the earmuffs. Yes, and the red nose. <laughs> Cold. <laughs> Say, Eve, how'd you like to go for a sleigh ride, huh? Is this an invitation? Oh, of course. Uh, your invitations are not always too clear, you know. Huh? Oh. Oh, yes. Well, about that. Uh, the last time I saw you, I mean, I'm sorry, Eve. I still don't know what I said, but if I said it, I apologize. There. Well, there was no cause for offense and no need for apology, I assure you. Oh, then what are we arguing about? Will you come sleigh riding? Well, this is rather short notice. We just got it up on the spur of the moment, Eve. Come on. 
The sleigh's out front there. We got a great bunch of fellows. Do I know the gentleman? Oh, don't worry. You won't be the only woman. Leela Ransom's coming, too. Mrs. Ransom? Hurry up, Gilly. Yeah, tell the lady if she's got cold feet, we'll warm her up. <laughs> <laughs> Great fellas. <laughs> Come on, Eve. It'll be more fun than a barrel of monkeys. Some other time, perhaps, when I'm more in the mood for monkeys. Oh, but Eve. I'm sorry, Mr. Gildersleeve. It's rather cold standing here, and I'm suffering from a slight headache. If you'll excuse me. I did it again. Come on, Gildy, it's getting late. Oh, gosh, what am I going to tell the fellows? Hurry up. Nellie's getting cold. When she gets cold, she sits down. When she sits down, you can't get her up. I'm coming. Where's your lady there? Yeah, where's the queen? I had her all sold when you made the crack about warming her feet. Now it's off. Oh, so it's my fault. Well, that's some people for you. They talk big, but when it comes time, they can't deliver. It just so happens that the lady has a headache. Yeah. Well, climb up, Casanova. I guess from here on, you better take over the horse and let me handle the women. Drive on, Floyd. Move over, Peavy. I'll show you how to handle women. Stop here, Floyd. Whoa, Nellie. Are we going to serenade her from here, Gildy? No, let's get up close to the house so she can't miss it. Don't worry. When we open up, nobody in the block will miss it. Yeah. <laughs> but if you ask me, this whole serenade is a lot of nonsense. Of course it is. But that's what women like. Those uh, little attentions. Where'd you hear that? Uh, never mind. Come on, fellas. Uh, if you don't mind, I think I'll just stay here with Nellie. Oh, you can't do that, Phoebe. We won't have a quartet. Well, if you're sure that's what's needed, I'll come. Nellie will stand. She don't need to be hitched. Oh, nice, Nellie. Now, remember, fellas, the idea is to sound good. I'll give the keynote, and then we'll start. Now, I'm cold, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, sing and get warm, darn it. Well, it's my feet that are cold. I don't sing with my feet. <laughs> oh, quit squawking, Peavy. You'll sing for a minute. You'll have a nice girl to keep you warm. Well... There is a tavern in the town, in the town. TV, TV. We'll all sing together, and we're going to sing Jingle Bells, not a tavern in the town. All right, Mr. Gillespie, just loosening up my throat, is all. Let's quit arguing and get the darn serenade started. That's what I say. All right, here we go. Dashing through the snow in, in a one-horse one open sleigh. O'er the fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on about their ring, making spirits cry. What fun it is to ride and sing a sleigh song tonight. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open Do something. That'll make the Queen of Sheba jump right out of her tent. Look, Gilly. Door's opening. Uh -huh. Get going, Commissioner. Now's the time for the sweet talk. Okay, fellas, I'll hand it. You boys go on back and play. Uh, good evening, Leela. 
Uh, I trust you enjoyed our little serenade. Is that what it was, Mr. Gildersleeve? Now, Leela, we were trying to please you. And who is we, may I? Well, Judge Hooker, Mr. Peavy, and Floyd Munson, and myself. Floyd Munson? Is he the uncouth man that runs the barber shop? Well, he's not particularly uncouth, Leela. Floyd's really all right. Anyhow, we just wanted you to go on a sleigh ride. That's why we sang Jingle Bells. <laughs> Don't you see? Mm, I see all too clearly. Oh, uh, we've got a sleigh with straw in the back, and the snow is wonderful. And there's a moon tonight, and we have a beautiful horse. And four rowdies. Are there any other ladies in the party? Well, uh, horse's name is Nellie. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gildersleeve, I will not be chaperoned by a horse. Uh, I didn't mean that, Leela. I was just joking. But why do we need a chaperone anyway? We were engaged to be married once. Well, we are not engaged at the present time. Oh, uh, won't you just come for a little sleigh ride? No, thank you. We'll get a chaperone somewhere. No, thank you. Kindly take your foot out of the door. Uh, but, Leela... Please remove your foot from the door, Mr. Gildersleeve. I have a guest waiting for me. A guest? Great, all the better. Bring her along. I'm sure Dr. Hargrave would decline. Hargrave? Hargrave, I'll kill that fake doctor. Well... How'd you make out, Gildy? <laughs> Didn't sound too good from here. <laughs> what are you hyenas laughing at? You, the serenade was your idea. Right, George, if I ever saw a man organize a sleigh ride party badly, I've seen you do it tonight. Well, now, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> We've got everything but the ladies. What have we got? Moonlight and sleigh and nice horse. And I've got this thermos full of hot coffee. Have some. Well, thanks. It might help with that. After you, Floyd. Uh, leave some for me, Horace. Ooh, this is great, Pete. Fine coffee. Now, we're not too badly off, gentlemen. I'll tell you another thing we've got. I don't know any better company in this town than you three fellows. I'll say the same for you, Pete. What do we want women for, anyway? Half the trouble in the world comes from fooling with women. I'd say more than half. I'd say 90%. Gentlemen, you're still low. <laughs> Peavy's right, fellas. Forget the women. Come on. Let's drive around the town and enjoy the snow. We'll sing, too. What do you say? Time for it. Down with the women. Let's go. Let's go. We're off. There is a tavern in the town, in the town, and uh, there... Well, my... wait, wait a minute, Peavy. Huh? What's the matter? Let him sing. Oh, just a second. Do any of you fellows know the Bagley sisters live down on South Street? No. You know Floyd? Yeah, I know them, and they're as lively a bunch of girls as ever went on a sleigh ride. <laughs> Well, fellas, what are we waiting for? Get in yeah, up, Nellie. There is a tavern in the town, in the town, and there my true love sits him down, sits him down. Good night, Peavy. Good night. Good night. Oh, my gracious. What? I've forgotten my house key. I, I'm afraid I'm going to have to arouse Mr. Peavy. Uh-oh. Well, I suppose if I must, I must. Good luck. Hey, wait a minute, fellas. Let's listen to this. It's me, dear. I forgot. Well, no, dear. I was... Well, I could explain if you were just... Well, now, I wouldn't say that. 
<laughs> Let's go, Floyd. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Our hats off to Parkman wants to hand a word of praise to you women who have found the knack of taking simple, everyday foods and making something pretty special out of them. That's an important knack to have these days. So here's a tip. You can add extra flavor to all kinds of food with golden, creamy, smooth Kraft salad mustard. Your leftover meats and vegetables, for example. They'll hardly taste like leftovers at all when you add the tangy flavor of Kraft salad mustard and those cold cuts that take so few of your precious ration points. What lip-smacking flavor they'll have when you spread them with this delicious Kraft mustard. Why, you can serve Kraft salad mustard in dozens of tempting ways. Blended into tasty appetizers, relishes, and sandwich fillings, or add it to cheese fondues and Welsh rabbits. Then, too, you'll want to try that other popular mustard with horseradish added, also made by Kraft. Buy them both for variety. Kraft mustard with horseradish and Kraft salad mustard. This is the National Broadcasting Company. <laughs> 